Welcome to Optimal Self, the art of becoming the best version of you. Join us as we talk with extraordinary people who are on the journey to living to their optimal self. We dive deep into their minds to learn what they do on a daily basis to create optimal results. They share their tools and insights so you can implement them into your own life to become the best version of you. Here's your host, Jeremy Herriter. All right, welcome back to Optimal Self Conversations, where we talk to incredible people who, through adversity, grit, and persistence, are forging the path to being the best version of themselves, and they join us to give you the tools to do the same. This is a special one, y'all, so I hope you pay attention. And I think it's even more special for me because this is a gentleman that I met, I want to say circa 2013. I think the first time I ever met him was after we checked in at the CrossFit Games and him and I got to have a little chat and he walked around the corner. And those of you guys that are that take the time to watch this on on YouTube, you'll see my man is absolutely chiseled and he's not a little guy when it comes to CrossFit. So, you know, this is not a, a, he's one of those guys that, that CrossFit is not the sport that's fun for guys of his size. But he beat the odds and he trained his ass off and he became a champion, not just a participant, but a champion, which is very, very rare. It's, it's a very, very uh, small company of people. And man, I'm honored to have you, Ron. Thanks for joining us today. Jeremy, my man, one of my favorite people. Thank you. <laughs> all right, buddy. So, you know, I, I was so telling first you, of all, the reason why we met was because your energy is just so contagious. Like you see you in the line and you're like, bouncing around, big smile on your face, like exuding all this positivity and confidence. And I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> I'm talking to that guy. Because there's also these guys that are like just, they're still in their own worlds and they're so stressed out about the competition. And they and, and so you're like, yeah, I can't be around any of that. That's going to stress me out. <laughs> so That's true, man. I honed it on you right away. Uh, well, it's something that I learned throughout you know, again, being an athlete and running on fields in front of 50,000 people and, and, you know, you and I partaking, you know, we got a late start in CrossFit. I know, I know I never, I didn't pick up a barbell till I was almost 40 years old before I even heard what CrossFit was. So yeah, we jumped in it together at the, I mean, well, not together, but around the same time. And the one thing that I do in my life and that I say all the time, even now is that, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss a moment. Right. I'm not going to let this moment take away from the work that was put in to get here. Man, you're right. I'm going to smile. And, you know, I, I don't smile in the face of, uh, you know, losing like that shit ain't fun. Right. Like that, no. that ain't fun at all. I don't I don't like to get beat. But, you know, when you stand there and, and I'll, uh, I'll give it to people this way. And this is something that they can, you know, that I think we'll get into deeper throughout. But I remember the first event. And it was a run and a, an overhead squat. Nancy. 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 Okay. And I was just talking to Dusty about this the other day. I've got another story. So keep going. <laughs> so I remember, and I had a watch on, right? Because my coach, uh, Jeremy Kinnick, was my coach. And we were timing the 400s, right? It's a 400 meter run into 15 overhead squats. And he, he told me, dude, run your race. Run your race, right? Don't get caught up. You're going to be guys, you know. And I remember we got around the first lap and I felt incredible, right? I mean, it was like, it's game time. Right? Like I got, and I looked down at my watch and it was literally like 28 seconds faster than I ever ran a 400 in training. And I was like, but I felt incredible, right? So, you know, you'd snatch that thing up and we get going and by the third, you know, it's five rounds of that. So you're, you know, and I, <laughs> by the third round, I was like, oh, this is what he was talking about. Right? Mistakes right there. <laughs> yeah. Here's the funny part, Ron, is we finished it. And I think I got 12th place in the event. There's 20 dudes, right? In our, in that, in that. Uh, and I think I got 12th place. And I looked at the time. And it was a minute and 17 seconds faster than I had ever done it before. So I'm a minute and 17 faster than I ever done it. And it's good enough for 12th in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> man, it, and it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, shit. Like, 
I got some work to do. You know what I mean? There's, there's some badass humans around here, you know? And I mean, I don't know what your experience was that, that first time, but, but it's almost verbatim. That is that we took off, you know, I I think, Oh, this is a pretty good, I'm a good runner. I'm a surprisingly good runner for my size. And just, I mean, we talked about the four, the typical CrossFit size, you want to be between five, six and maybe five, 10 at the most, just because if you're taller than that, it makes your range of motion higher and you're judged on your own range of motion. So you're going a lot farther than everybody else is if you're taller. So it just, it, you just, when you start to get to the world-class level, you can no longer stay with somebody who's squatting who's five, six, because they're just going so much faster than you. And then couple that on at, at that time, I was about 235 or about 240 now. So that's, at least 60, but more like 70, 75 pounds heavier than the next heaviest guy. (laughs) So it's like, I'm going to do this race and I'm going to go farther than you and I'm going to carry 70 extra pounds. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) But so we we go in there and I think, oh, this this is a good event. All right, I'm excited. And they say go and people just take off. And, And I'm like, okay, all right, just that's okay. I'm just gonna run my race. What exactly what Jeremy is? I'm going to do this. I'm going to run what I can do, and those guys, there's no way they stay with that. And then by the third round, I was starting to sort of catch up to some people, but I was way in the back, and the people in the front just didn't slow down. <laughs> and I PR'd my Nancy time by at least two minutes, and was 13th. I was right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I PR'd this by a month. By so far and still just got my ass handed to me. And that was my very first event in my very first CrossFit Games. I just thought, oh boy, okay, all right. Believe, believe the hype. This is it. This is, yeah. this is these guys are no joke. What are, I mean, yeah, an incredible experience, you know, like, and it's it's crazy how again, walking off that field, you feel defeated in so many ways and elated in the others where I'm like, man, I just did the best that I could possibly do. Yeah. And it's only good enough for, you know, like middle of the pack. It's like, wow, what, a, what an eye. So let's give the listener like, you know, Ron, so you go on to compete in, and I think at least five of the CrossFit games, you were, you won, you were a champion, you won the CrossFit games, but let's, let's give the people some, some real substance. Like, like, where does that kind of fight come from? Where does that mentality come from? Because that takes a, su- I mean, again, I, I I will, it takes a superhuman to, because there's no money in this, right? In those days. Oh, no. You do I'm not doing it for a spot, you know, like it's, this isn't, this isn't something that's going to be like change my life financially. It's, it's, it's just that a pure love and passion. And so where does that stem from for you? First of all, I, it just, you know, I love to work out. The training is really where I just, I love it. I always have. And I know that's not the same experience that everyone has with fitness, but it always has been for me. So I I do love to train. However, the one thing I've always needed is I need to have a goal. The training to aesthetically look good or, you know, training because I want to be healthier. Like those abstract concepts are not, for me, not sustainable goals long-term to work out. I can't get up every day early in the morning to, to, so that I have, you know, premium health. It just, you know, I want that to be a byproduct of what I'm doing because I love it. So the CrossFit games came along right before the CrossFit games. I was still competing in semi-pro football and, you know, I'm 40 years old. I'm out there. These are all guys that are in the arena league, NFL practice rosters. Some guys have played in the NFL and they're all still trying to make it either in, into some form of paying for uh, NFL Europe, some kind of uh, get paid for it football. So the level was actually quite good. And everybody played college. Everybody had played some form of was in some pro program somewhere. And I'm playing this at 40 years old. I'm literally old enough to be some of the guys' dads. These guys are 22, 23, 24 years old. I'm 43. So I was training for that and having a blast. And when, and then I, I, I got introduced to CrossFit and I just thought, you know, I love, there's certain parts of CrossFit that I really, really like and really took to. And a lot of it is the camaraderie of the training is very similar to the team sports that we grew up in. And I, that really appealed to me. And then the competition element was 
also just I like that about it. it. It just it appealed to my nature in a lot of ways, and so I started thinking, oh, well, this may be something I could compete in. At that time, the Masters didn't start until forty five. So I was like, okay, well, I'll start training now and see if it's 45, I can go to the games. And then one year in, I think, of me training, they opened up the, the lower uh, class, the, the 40 to 45, and that was the year that we both made it in. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, I, I liked having that. With CrossFit, you're never at a loss of knowing what things you need to work at. <laughs> it will it will humble you whenever you think you're good at something. It will say, "Oh yeah, well, how about this or this combination? Or what if you do this and then this? What if you take this time period and change it?" And just like, "Oh man, I suck at that." So you you always have lots of very concrete, tangible things you can work on, which I liked because it gave me a structure that I could apply to my workouts. Okay. I'm going to work on getting better at this. Okay. This is a weakness. I can address this and I can start focusing on it, building a plan on how I can get from where I am to where I need to be. And so all of that kind of appealed to my material nature of, of liking to train. And, you know, like we said before, the training is, is where it can get, where you can get to long days of slogging around. The, the competition is the reward. It's not the time for you to be stressed out. It's the time for you to say, to celebrate and how much work you've done to be there. And let's see where I'm at because you've already done the work. So it's not a question of, so right now I need to, to find some other thing to have happen to, to you've already, you're already in great shape. You've already worked all of your positions. You're already ready to go. So now it's just a matter of seeing how you, you saw you size up with the other people. So learning how to celebrate in that competition and not, and not get into the negative doubt and start questioning, oh, maybe I didn't do enough or maybe I didn't rest enough. Maybe I'm not hydrated enough. Maybe I didn't work enough on this and just kind of throw it out the window and be like, this is where I'm at. So we talk a lot on here. And again, getting to interview amazing people that do amazing things, different industries. And it's interesting because you opened up and you said, well, I need a goal. (laughs) I need a target. Right. And we went this past weekend and, and watched, I don't know, the Shanghai, the Ten Rings. I don't oh, yeah. Know, the Marvel thing. I, I know I said the name wrong, but forgive me. Google it. You'll figure it out, right? You, you guys will sing. And they had a line in there. And I literally pulled out my phone and I typed it in my phone while I was sitting there watching the movie. And he said to the, he said to the girl, if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. And that, because everything that you just said, like resonates deep in my soul. Like I'm always like, I don't have a gear to sit down and like rest on my laurels or like be complete. Like I just don't have that. So, and I know that it's not everybody does it, but I want to go back to that for a second. Cause I want to talk about how that goal for you, right? Okay. So winning the CrossFit games is one. Right. That's that's great because that, that'll get me in the gym. That, that gives me the long days. Right. That's a tangible. It's something that, again, because if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. Yeah. But the people listening, right, we don't have a lot of people that are going to wake up tomorrow and go, hey, I want to I want to go win the CrossFit Games. Right. It's like it's crazy. Right. Like, But they do want to win at life. They do want to get better. They, I mean, optimal self is about the order of becoming the best version of you. Right. And so what do you shoot for now? Because you're as shredded and is in shape. If I'm being 100% honest, and I, and I say this for myself, and I'd love for you to say, like, I'm in better shape, you know, aesthetically today than I was competing because I was eating so much more because you had so much volume of workouts. So today it's a different world, right? My, it's, it's, it's eating differently and training differently. I still train CrossFit, I still lift barbells. You know, I can't get away from it, man. Like, yeah. like if I don't have a barbell in my hand a couple of days a week, like I'm, I'm going crazy. So let's help the people out there that don't want that, but they actually do need a goal, right? They need to aim at something they need, you know, because so how, what is that for you today? Like, what does that look like? So, yeah, so I still do. I mean, obviously I still work out quite a lot, but I do a kind of mixture of bodybuilding, some functional bodybuilding and CrossFit. And when I competed, I same. I was eating a lot more, but also I wasn't spending any like zero time thinking about what I looked like. I didn't weigh myself. I didn't. It was just not even. It never even came into my head. It was only about is my time better on this? Is my weight better on this? And the only time my weight came into an issue was I noticed that if I started getting above two thirty five, I just 
I just got too slow in like pull-ups and air squats. I just, it's fast. I mean, I was not moving slowly. I just was going, it just, I couldn't keep up in, in the times I needed to get. So that was the only time that my weight became an issue for me. So now I've kind of channeled a lot of that energy into my nutrition, which is that, you know, I'm pretty, very diligent about hitting my macros, about having a macro plan. I do carb cycling. So I do like some days when I do a higher carbs and a lower fat and the other days when I do lower fat with the higher carbs and tracking that and making sure that I'm hitting all of that and knowing where I'm at is that's where I can spend my energy. I don't like to spend a lot of time on it because it can, it's, you know, I've got a life and I, I sitting down and weighing and measuring your food and entering it into my, my fitness pal app sucks. <laughs> there's just no two ways about it it's going to be a half an hour a day and you just got to spend it but it, the benefits i get from it are outweigh the time i don't enjoy the times doing it so it's like a necessary evil but so yeah so a, cro- a combination of some days i crossfit some days i just some days and before when i was training for the games it was today i've got to do this this and this and they're all awful and it's going to take me three hours and I've got to try 100% in all of those things and they've got to get done. Today, I feel like, you know, I didn't sleep great last night and I'm supposed to do a CrossFit workout, but you know what? I'm going to go to the gym today and I'm just going to do a bodybuilding workout and I'm going to, I'm going to get a workout in that I enjoy doing and I'm not going to, I don't have to mentally say, okay, I'm going to gear myself up to some heroic energy expenditure to get through it. I like that's, that's not where I'm at right now. I can just train more instinctively and say, okay, well, today I'm going to bench press because I like bench pressing and I'm going to do some curls because who doesn't love curls? And then tomorrow when I feel better, I'll go back and I'll do a a CrossFit workout. And the funny thing is that in a lot of ways, some of my CrossFit has gotten better because I'm just so better. Especially my endurance CrossFit is I'm just not beat up, number one. And number two is I can train those workouts when I'm ready to mentally do those workouts. So I do well at the which reinforces me of, oh yeah, this is fun. It's not, instead of doing it at a place where I'm tired and not wanting to do it. And the whole time I'm fighting against the mental of, of boy, this, and now I'm in the suck of a 30 minute workout. I'm 10 minutes in and I'm dying. Like no part of this is fun. So I don't, I'm, I'm very rarely in that position these days. So I can really, it helps me to keep my energy up for all the times that I work out. And just allowing myself to have the breaks. It's like, I don't have to, like, you can look great and have a great fitness and have great health and not have to put yourself in this pain cave state over and over and over again. And that's one thing when I, I had a CrossFit gym and I used to try to tell people is that like, there are days when if you just want to scale, you scale. There are days when if you want to cruise, the clock is there for you. The clock is not there to make you do something that you don't want to do. The clock is just there for your reference. It's like the same re- the same reference as we started at one o'clock as opposed to one ten. It doesn't. Those things are arbitrary. They're just there for you. So that I think is is one thing that people get caught up in CrossFit is where it's I got to be super high intensity all the time, and sometimes it's okay to back off on that, and your body will thank you. Hey, listeners, it's Jeremy. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. And I wanted to take a quick break from the episode and remind you that at www.optimalself.today, you can gain access to our free, did I say it, free identity creator course, plus right now two bonus downloads that will forever change the way you go to bed and wake up in the morning. Did I mention that this is all free? It is for a limited time. Thank you guys again for listening. And again, the website is www.optimalself.today. Now let's get right back to the episode. I think it's important to, you know, for people to understand because I get that all the time, right? Especially coaching people and people that come into the program and they're like, oh, am I going to have to do what you do? And I'm like, no. And and again, I, I want people to really understand too, is that when you're training to compete in no matter what it is, it's a completely different mindset. It's a completely different world than it is to, to train for health or vibrance in, in, in that you just truly move better, right? Like that, that's the, I mean, optimal self principle three is called move. And I personally did not make it exercise. I wrote it because movement is the key. 
right? Is that if you will get up and it's the science behind it is that it's actually better for your brain than it is for your body. And, yeah. and, and people don't realize that is that the control center is our brain. And you said something in there that really, I think people need to hear is that we get caught up in this term motivation, which those of you guys that follow along with me, I mean, I got shirts that say motivation is bullshit, right? Like it's <laughs> probably the best selling thing that we have is like that shirt motivation is bullshit because I don't believe in it. Cause if I waited to be motivated to do the things that I've done in my life, I would, I wouldn't, there, there is no motivation. I have, I don't have motivation. I don't, I either have a goal, like you said, and I hope people understand this is I have a goal and then I take action on that goal. I do something that's in alignment with that goal. So for you, again, I want people to, to really get into the mind of a champion because it's, there's very few people on earth that have gone to the levels that you've gone. And I, and I mean that in several ways. I mean that in the fact that you had to put the time and energy in, right? There's a great saying, and, and you probably read it. It's the, it's the stone cutter, right? And, and, and uh, the Greg Popovich from the San Antonio Spurs, it's on their wall. And it says, whenever I am down or whenever I think, I go and I think about the stone cutter. And the stone cutter bangs on this rock a hundred times with seemingly nothing happening. And on the 101st, it splits in two. And I know it was not the 101st blow. I know that it was the it was the ones that came before. And after reading that, I wrote in a blog and in a, in a post, that said, and I said, it reminds me of that champions are not champions on the day of victory. Yeah. Champions are made in the days that came before. Yeah. And that is something, again, that, that I love about you, that I admire is that you said, set out on this goal and you said, look, this is what, and it's all the hours in the morning. It's all the hours in the evening. It's all the sacrifice to get there. And I want people to know is that I truly believe that, you know, if you waited, if you were waiting around for motivation, that would have never happened. No. Right. So how do you, how do you every morning or whatever, even maybe in the CrossFit days, maybe not, maybe it's today, right? Like now you're building a business, you're building one of the biggest online fitness companies, you know, in the world, like helping you've helped tons of, I mean, people, they, I wanted to go to your website and read it. Cause it's in, it's, it's absolutely fascinating of how many people you've got ready for, you know, movies and shows and, and all these things that they come to you and you're like, okay, Hey, this guy needs to be ripped. And you're like, all right, I got it. Let's get this thing going. But what motive, what, what keeps you going on? How do you stay in that, in that frame of mind, even now after success? Well, it's, it's exactly, I'm, I, Exactly what you said about motivation is how I've always thought about it. I haven't put it as nicely as you put it, <laughs> but it's like, when you're saying it, I'm like, yes, that is what I've always been trying to tell people is that what you want it. If you wait around, you don't wait around to what you feel like doing. It's where are you going? What are the steps to get there? What's my step? That's the next thing to do. And today's the day to do that thing. So it is, if you break it down like that, it's actually very freeing. Because you no longer are, it's not a question of if, it's just what's the next thing to do. It's like following directions in an Ikea thing I'm putting together. Okay, I put the two sides on and now I'm looking for this little screw. Okay, I get the screw and now what do I do? I put the screws in the holes. Great, that's my thing I'm doing. Boom. So you, all you have to do is focus on the next thing. So it it's actually freeing because you're starting, oh, gosh, I don't know if I feel like putting those screws in that hole. It's like, who cares? That's not That doesn't come into the equation when you're doing that. So why should it come into the equation in your life? Mm. is uh, I'm also really big on this with nutrition is that we're taught to eat with our feelings from the time that we're born. Mm. What do you feel like? Are you hungry? Hungry is a feeling. Do you feel hungry? What do you feel like eating? Are you ready? Are, are you, do you feel like you're ready for dinner? Why does any of that have to do with feelings? Is it dinner time? Do I need to eat? How long has it been since I eaten last? What foods do I need to eat at this time window? Is it that time window? Great. Then I eat those foods. So it's, you know, what do I feel like? Do I feel like Chinese food? Do I feel like a steak? Well, is Chinese food going to break down to the macros that you need right now to be the best that you need to be? Then yes. If not, no, it's, that's not a feeling. That's the logic. That's, that's a yes or no question. Do you feel like you want to have a cheat day and I want to have cheat and have Chinese food? 
perfectly valid thing. Yes. Okay. I've earned it. Yes. Do it. So it's not a question of sacrifice or uh, not getting what you want. It's just a question of taking the feeling out of it, especially the feeling of hunger. Hunger is tied to so many things that have to do with your endocrine system that have nothing to do with what your body needs. And waiting to feel hungry or say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go intuitively off of eating when I'm hungry is just, it's one of the worst ways. You will definitely not have success in your diet program if that's what you're using as your barometer. The least of which to say is most of the time that you're hungry, you're actually thirsty and your body doesn't have a, a good, until you're really dehydrated and you actually feel thirst, your body has already gone through several layers of warning you before you got to that level and you've ignored them. <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's just learning to have better, to be better at the, I'm going to say life. It's just knowing that, you know, you're, if you get mired down in the minutia of you versus how is life work? This is a, one, one of my, my mom told me this when I was a kid and I didn't appreciate it. Then I was maybe 18 or 19. I got in a parking ticket and I didn't pay it. And she's like, you got to pay this ticket. And I was like, okay, I will. And I blew it off again. And I got another thing, a letter. And she's like, you, you, okay, you have to pay this ticket. And I was like, mom, get off my back. And she's like, I'm just telling you, these things get out of control. The government always wins. Take care of this shit in your life, or it will always be bad for you. The government doesn't care. They're just going to keep finding you. It's only going to be bad for you by blowing it off. And I was like, whatever. So I didn't. And then 20 years later, it kind of that clicked in my head out of some random thing. I was paying a bill and I was like, this is what my mom had told me when I was a kid. Well, just do this because this will be what's best for you. It's a kind of segue, but it's just, it's the same kind of mindset of this is what needs to get done. So do it because it's only gonna be bad for you. If you, if you don't do it, sorry, if that was a tangent. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Cause it's, it's so important. And you said two things here that I want to, that I want to touch on. So I want to go back a little bit and then I want to touch on what you just said, but you said people eat with feelings. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that, that I think needs to be addressed. And I, and I, and I, and I love this conversation with you because I wrote down literally because I'm taking notes as we're talking. And the thing that I wrote when you said eat with feelings is I, as I wrote, hunger is not an emotion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and we think it is like, you think it just like tired. I say this all the time to, to my clients. I say, look, you're like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I feel, I feel tired. I say, you can't feel tired. It's not an emotion. You can't feel it. That's in your brain. This is the mental side of things that we're talking about. Like, yeah. I'm not saying you're not tired. I'm not saying that there's not a depletion, right? I'm not saying that, okay, you're underhydrated, you're undernourished, right? You you didn't get proper sleep the night before, which to me is the, the best PED on the planet, right? Is sleep that, sure. we, that we abuse, right? We don't, and we, we don't do it often enough. We don't do it consistently enough. I mean, all, all those things, but I would love people to like, literally like start paying attention to what you say. I feel to, if you feel hungry, no, you don't, you just waited. You've, you've waited too long. You might be hungry, but you're, but it's not an emotion. Hunger is not an emotion. Tired is not an emotion. Yeah. And if we can start to adjust that in our brain, right? Cause how do we get better? We have to reframe those thoughts. We can't continue thinking the same way and get in and, and thinking and then expecting a different result. So we have to change how we how we view it. We have to we have to it's I, it's called reframing. How do I reframe that? Right? Is to say, oh no, because now when you get hungry, when you get to that point, it's too late. When you get thirsty, right? And you're like, oh my god, it's too late. You're you're way past what yeah. should be happening. Now what happens? I make shitty decisions, which is our whole life. Our whole life is wrapped around what shitty decisions because. I waited too long. That shitty decision of not paying that ticket, instead of it being $62, it was $481, right? Like it's a shitty decision that I waited too long to address, right? And so we got to get, we have to, as in our lives right now, if you're listening to this, you have to get better at when you feel, I want you all right now, take away from today, right this second is when you start to use the term feel, I feel X, I feel, right? Ask yourself, is this really an emotion or am I turning a thought into an emotion and now I'm, I'm reactive, right? I'm no longer proactive, I'm reactive. Yes, exactly. 
And then I want to address what you said at the end, because it reminded me of a line again. That's a mic drop, by the way, what you just said. What's <laughs> <laughs> the next commercial? That section yeah. right there. Boom. Oh, yeah. Done. Done. <laughs> but and here's the other thing. And I want you to, I want, I want to give you a, actually you can't see it here, but, but there's a, I have a quote on my wall. It's from uh, Miyamoto Musashi. And he wrote the book of five rings. And it says, if you know the way broadly, you will see it in everything. And what you were saying earlier about, and, and what I love about that quote is, and the, and the quote that we use at Optimal Self is, excellence in anything increases your potential in everything. So when you get good at something, when you will, when you will take your life or, or whatever it is, some, and I'm talking the most simplest thing that you can possibly do, right? Because again, getting fit, it's not about truly, the first thing is what? It's getting your ass to the gym. Like that's step one. It's not like, what am I going to do? Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know which gym to go to. I don't know what to do. Like, no, no. Just walk your ass in the door. <laughs> like, that's step one. If you imagine this, Ron, again, when I talk about the minuscule things that people can do, right? Excellence in anything increases your potential in everything. Is that if you just walk through the door of the gym every day, every fucking day, you just got up and you just went. That's all. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about anything else yet. You just did that. It is virtually impossible because again, you go, oh, I did it once, Jeremy, that didn't work. I'm not talking about once. I'm not talking about once. I'm talking about three or four times a week. And I don't give a shit if you work out. There's there's a great study in in Atomic Habits with uh, James Clear that he talks about this. And the guy, he was training a guy and he said, oh, the only thing you can do is walk into the gym and you can walk on the treadmill, not even run, walk on the treadmill for five minutes. When that buzzer goes off, you have to leave the gym. You can't do any anymore. You have to leave. And then the next day we're going to do the same thing. And then, and he did this slow build, but what he built was the habit of walking his ass through the door before you know it, the guy shredded, right. Competing in a, in a, in a contest and all this, but if that's down the line, but what is the first step? The first step is cre- creating excellence in anything. The excellence you created is that you just walked in the gym and walked on the treadmill for five minutes, multiple times, multiple days, multiple months. And it builds, right. It's exponential growth. Where do you see that? Like, I want you to elaborate on that because I know that you, that, that you have some really cool stuff around it. Yeah. So this, this is one thing I try and tell my clients, especially, so I have a lot of, a, a lot of people and actors are kind of the worst for this because they, they don't embrace fitness as a concept. They embrace that I need to look a certain way for this. So I'm going to train for this, but they don't want to make it a part of their lifestyle. You know, they want to feel like they're, no, no, I'm a, I'm a chameleon and I could be a gypsy and I can experience all these different things. And so I try and instill in them that fitness and movement for your body is like brushing your teeth. You don't get up in the morning and think, am I going to brush my teeth? Nah, just skip it today. It's just, you, you never, it, it doesn't even come into your brain. It's just like, this is what I do. It's part of my daily routine. Am I going to get dressed today? Eh, we'll see. I, I mean, I'm going to walk around for a while and just see if it happens. No, you get up, you brush your teeth, you get dressed. That is, and you do some movement. You just like, you put it into your day in that way. It's like, that is how important it is. It is one of those foundational things that you have to just embrace because it's going to make every part of your life better. It's going to make your health better, the way you feel, your emotions, your sleep. I mean, obviously, aesthetically, it's going to make you look better, but that's kind of like the 10th thing down the down the list. The things that it's doing in your brain and your body before then are way more important. And that is what you have to have in your life is have that consistency. So the second thing I try and instill in them is that once you have that in your lifestyle is if you truly want to be, and this applies, I specifically talking to actors, but it applies to everyone is that if you want to achieve a really high level in looking good, then it's best if you always have the base platform where it's, you can go, you can have a great life and just have fitness be part of your life and look fine and feel great and then if you need and, and and have that be going along, and then if you need to, oh, I'm have a reunion. I want to pump it up for a couple of weeks and look really great for a reunion. I have a wedding. I want to lose five pounds and just really knock people's socks off when I go to that wedding. Then that's a super easy adjustment in your day. And it's not, then you add in a little more sacrifice and a little more discipline than you normally do, but it's not terrible. And then you go back to what you were doing before. And that is so much easier and more healthy than. I'm going to walk around being super unhealthy and now I'm going to clean it all up for six, eight, 10 weeks to try and do this monstrous thing, this huge change. And then I'm going to drop it all and just go right back to being like that yo-yoing 
if you've read any studies on it, is really, it's even more unhealthy than staying in the unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm recommending it, but is that get a consistency. Like consistency is the key to all things. It's just get it into your day. Get your life in the, these core things that you do that are consistent. You know, you're going to have to go to work. You're going to have to, if you're going to have a good relationship, you're going to have to spend time in your relationship. If you want to have a good relationship with your kids and raise good kids, you're going to have to spend time with your kids. Like those are things that are going to be there. You don't think about if that you're going to change those out or I'm going to, I'm going to do great with my kids for the six weeks. And then we're going to take them to daycare and it's going to be amazing. And then after that, I'm blowing them off for the next three months. <laughs> like that's just, like you would never approach it like that. So you have to kind of just put fitness in that same category as those other things and stop thinking of it as this sort of elective. As if you're thinking of school, it's, it's not, it's not an elective. It's, it's, you know, it's not art appreciation class. This is, history and math. It's one of your core things that you're going to have to have every day. So the motivation and the having it, the consistency is key. Those are my two, my two takeaways so far from you. So, let, so let's add to this a little bit, cause that's great. Cause I, I, I mean, again, consistency is the key. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what you do. If you don't have consistency, you might as well. I mean, you got to rethink, think what you're doing, but here's the thing. So you, we talked at the top, right. About, about having a goal. And so you get these these world-class actors, right? This hundred million dollar budget film, and they have, you know, they're pouring into these guys. These guys, these guys now have or girls have a reason to show up to see you, right? Because they have to look a certain way, they have to move a certain way going into this, you know what I mean? So that they get paid. So they have a goal. So, like you said, so it's very, and I'm not gonna say easy, but they definitely have some motivation because they don't want to lose. They don't want to lose that contract. So yeah. they, they they get their ass up and they show up. So or the motivation is I'm about to take a picture of you that's going to be immortalized forever with your shirt off. How do you want that? <laughs> How do you want that to be? <laughs> so that's so okay now now again so let's talk about to the people who are listening right now that aren't world class actors and aren't going to get that hundred million dollar film budget contract and and. How do we get them motivated, which I hate the word, but how do we get them, how do, a better word, let's go back to consistency. How do we get them consistent to being the best version of themselves from, from a health perspective? I would kind of go with this story I used to tell with actors, but it would go, you can, you can make it be to anything is, you know, they would be hemming and hawing about the schedule or, oh, I don't feel like working out today. And, and I was like, look, if Steven Spielberg called you and said, I want you to be the lead in my next movie, whatever, or whatever it is, the biggest acting job that you can possibly conceive, whatever the biggest goal is, someone's going to say, I'll give it to you if you do this. Would you have motivation to do it? And they'd be like, yes. All right. So then, so the motivation is there. It's just, you don't have the proper in your head. You haven't associated it to the right thing. So it is a matter of finding what is important to you and tying your goal and your actions to that thing. And once you've done that, that is your, that's motivation. It's like, I'm doing this because I want this. Like, yeah, this, this five minutes is not great. This 20 minutes right here I get this, you know, there's lots of other things I'd rather be doing, but because of this 20 minutes, I get that thing and I want that thing. So that's, that helps me. And I, and that's what I try and instill and find have and I'll be active about finding that for people. And for actors, it's easy because it's always something very tangible, like a role or a, a shoot or you know, appearance. But for a, for a person, it's you can. It's a little. Bit, we have to kind of dig around and find out really what motivates you. Like, if you're not spending time thinking about what's important to me in my life, what do I want? Again, like you said, if you don't know what you want, you're just spraying a shotgun out and hoping that what you want gets hit and falls dead, and that you get it. The likelihood of that happening is very small. It happens in the you know some people hit the lottery, sure, but. If it's like, okay, what do I want? What makes me happy? Where do I want the direction of my life to go? Okay, if that's the direction I want to go, now what are my steps to get there? And then you start breaking it down, and then we and then you have the whole goal set up that we were talking about before. Okay, so then what's my what's my goal? That's my goal, and what do I have to do today to get to that goal? Yeah, right. That's exact. I, the the word I wrote when you were talking right now, I, I wrote I wrote two words. I wrote purpose. And clarity, right? Because those are the things as us as individuals is when we're flailing, when we don't have something to aim at a goal, right? Sometimes it's not even the goal, right? Because the normal person, you know, especially in the health world, it typically relies on a number on a scale, 
right? Which is one of my least favorite things in the world. Like I, if people ask me all the time, like, man, are you looking great, man? How much do you weigh? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, you know, I had, I had somebody send me over um, a thing to, again, I was guesting on a podcast and they, and one of the things was like height and weight, which I hadn't seen before, but I was like, and I didn't even know what to write. I literally did not even know. I mean, here we are. And I'm like, I have no idea how much I weigh. Like, I, I, I know what my abs look like. I know what my shoulder. Okay. Like, I'm like, I don't know. It, it's one of my, it's one of my least favorite things because people, again, because they get detoured by it and they get fooled by it. Right. It's, it, it, it hides it. And a lot of times hides the truth is because, you know, each individual is so much different how you carry water and, and all kinds of different factors that, that play from a male to a female. Like there's all these different things. Um, but again, I love what you said. And I want people to understand this is that when you can get a purpose, when you have a purpose, so just like you said, when Spielberg's going to call and say, Hey, you do this and you're going to get this role. They got a purpose, right? It's like, Oh shit. But we can do that as those of us out there that aren't ever going to have that. So Spielberg's never calling us. Right. But but I can still have a purpose. I, I know what it is. And I'll share mine with people because I think it's important is, you know, when we started Optimal Self and this has been a brainchild of mine for a decade, I never even touched it. I have countless journals that I wrote, things that I wanted to do in the future, right? All these kind of things. I'm a big guy with journals and writing. I love it. And, you know, my mission here is to help and inspire people to change behavior through belief and action so that they can be the best version of themselves. That's literally why this exists. It's why I get out of bed every day now and, and do what I do. But my purpose when it comes down to training in those aspects of my life is that the only way that I can help somebody become the best version of themselves is by me being the best version of me. And so for me, I know that if I'll get my ass up and I will walk, I mean, now, I mean, through COVID, I had to build my own gym. So I got this incredible gym downstairs called a big sign called it the dungeon. It's like, and I, I literally, I'm like, I can't wait. It's, it's, it's so much fun. But I will say this is that the only purpose of that, my purpose is because I want to inspire others to be the best version of them. I don't want them to go slang barbells and, and crave, you know, a 400 pound squat. I, I really don't. That's just my thing, right? That's just a goal on my board. It's like, but I want you to have a goal. And the only way that I can help people is by being the example, right? The other one of my favorite quotes is the man in the arena. And I'm, I know you know it. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. Why? Because if your hands aren't dirty, if you're not bleeding, if you're not sweating, then your opinion means jack shit to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? And we get so caught up in all this kind of stuff. So for you, Ron, you know, the purpose and the clarity, like, why do you get up today? Why do you continue to train the way you do? Why do you do, why do you get up every day and stay on that, on that version of you? For me personally, I'm really enjoying this journey of what can I do to maintain my health and fitness as I age. And, you know, I've always been, I was late. I was a very late bloomer. So I was, I was working out a ton through my teens and twenties and you could barely tell it's, I mean, sort of, but it was, but the amount of time and energy I put into it for how much I got was just, it was terrible. So I was always really looking at how can I really better myself and how can I, and, and how can I get the way that I want to look? Because I really, as a kid, used to watch, you know, Rambo and Terminator and, you know, and, and all of these movies. It's like, I want to, I want to look like that pro wrestling. It's like that, that's what I want. I want that. And so that's always been like a secret goal of mine is to, to achieve like that really optimal body proportion. And there was this, this poster that came out probably in the eighties and it was like a guy in a junkyard and he was with a shirtless and he's turning, he's holding two tires. I don't know if you remember that picture. And I like, if I could ever look like that guy, Oh, it would just, you know, and, and just like, I remember as a kid, just seeing pictures of guys in good shape and thinking that's like, God, I really want to, I really want to look like that. So it was at first it was to look like that. And then it was, well, now that I look like that, how can I sustain it? And what do I have to do in the long term? So, you know, you, you achieve it at 30 and now you're like, well, can I keep it at 40? 
Can I keep it at 45? Can I keep it at 50? Can I keep it at 55? Like how, how long can I, what do I have to do to maintain? And where is it where it starts to become too much or, or not attainable? Because I want to pass that on to the people that I train and the people that I coach to say, you know, look, you may not be able to, you may not want to look like the way that I look or to look like the, those people. And also you may not be willing to do all the things it takes to, to, to do that. But these things are definitely achievable at your age. Cause I get that. The first thing it's like, well, you know, I'm 50. So there's nothing I can do. <laughs> this guy was 54 the day and he was talking about something and he didn't know how old I was. And he was like, you know, my age. And I was like, you know, we're the same age. Right. And he was like, what? Say, like, you keep talking like you're just over the hill. that can't do anything. We're the same age. And he's like, no, we're not. Like, yeah, we are. And he's like, so you just let me talk about this the whole time. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, like that. All the things that you want, you can have. It doesn't matter how old you are. And whatever age you start, I mean, every time I open up Instagram, I find stories of grandma didn't go into the gym until she was 70. And at 90, she's a world-class powerlifter or something along those lines. It's, your body is the ultimate adaptable machine. It thrives on adaption. And give it some stimulus and it will adapt, period, no matter what your age so it's just a matter of creating the stimulus that's going to make it adapt in the way that you want. Because right now, the stimulus you're giving them is sit on the couch, drink soda, and eat garbage. So it's adapting to that. To that. <laughs> so if you give it some healthy choices, it's going to adapt right to that and pay off in so many other ways. The, uh, we haven't talked at all about COVID, and I don't want to get into it too much. But the thing that I wish that people were talking about with COVID more is the comorbidities is that no one is talking about how an overwhelming majority of the people who are having real trouble with COVID have real serious health issues. They're overweight, they're diabetic, they're hypertensive, they have heart disease. They have all of these other things going on in their body so that once COVID comes in, they're already just so hanging on physically that it just destroys them. And that there's just been very little talk about, maybe we can get into better health. Maybe you can make some better health choices and it would, you know, it's not going to make COVID go away, but it's going to make it's going to make it a lot less scary for a huge number of people. If you weren't 50, 60, 100 pounds overweight, if you weren't type two diabetic because you can't stop eating garbage, there's just no talk at all. They say, oh, yeah, well, it's because you're unhealthy. That's why. But there's no talk. The, the next part of that was so maybe we should try to get healthy. No one ever says that part. They just state it and they move on. So anyway, that was my. I see, you know what it is too, Ron, and I, I think this is a, again, I tell people all the time, like, don't believe me. Please don't. Please do your research. Please, please, I beg you. Like, I, I don't want you to think that, and I mean, again, we're not doctors. I'm, I mean, I can tell you what's worked for me and I can tell you, you know, what's worked for people around me and I can tell you those things, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not telling anybody what to do. And, and the other side of what you're saying too, and I think it's very important for people to understand is because I've heard this a lot you know, because I'm, I'm on the same side of you, is that, that health is the determining factor and what people believe to be healthy, right? What you have been fooled by the FDA and, and what they allow to be consumable for humans in the United States of America is asinine and ridiculous. Like those boxes and those cereals and those things are killing you. Like, sorry. And then again, don't believe me, do the research, right? Like, and, and again, I, this isn't men. I want people to get the benefit of what we're talking about. And the benefit is, is that just understand what really healthy is, right? Like you have the ability, like you just said, the body is malleable. Like you can, it is ready to change. Matter of fact, it's going to change whether you like it or not. It's, you're going to, yeah, you're going to adapt. Your body's already making that move, right? It's already trying to adapt to all those things that, that you're giving it. Now, imagine if it was, you know, again, if it was, if it was cleaner and the resources were better, like what, what, what could you truly do? And, and that's the thing I want people to always get is look, we all have a capacity in whatever area that we work. And I deal with guys that, you know, get a new client that has, you know, literally a hundred million dollar business, right? A hundred million dollars, nine. I mean, it's incredible, right? You see these numbers and you're just like, 
wow. And, you know, we're, we're talking about that. And he's like, you know, and again, this health isn't the greatest and he's, he's working on, you know, he wants a better relationship and, you know, wants to be a better dad, all, all this, all the cool shit. I'm like, great. Like let's, let's roll. And what's funny is within the first like 60 days that we were working on things, somebody from his office actually called me and said, I, I don't know what you're doing. I said, I'm not doing anything. He's like, no, 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 no. We had the best month in the history of our company. Right. I'm not, we're not even talking about that stuff. We don't, we don't look at those metrics at all. All we're working on is his, is who he is, what he does in the morning, how he starts his day. Like literally we started with one thing, which was hydration, which is to me, the two, the two biggest factors are sleep and hydration. If you don't have, those will change your life forever. Every human on earth right now, like they will change your life forever. And now if I can get you to breathe and move properly, like, holy shit. Now if we actually put a little bit of nutrient, like there's, you know, you go down the list. Yeah. Um, and here's a company that already was doing a hundred million dollars and we just had the best month in the history of our company. And they were attributed to him and who he is and what he's doing now. He's just a whole different guy. I mean, the, the look in it, like the look in his eye has changed because he's, he's disciplined. Let's go back to your words real quick. He has something to aim for, right? He has a goal. He has a purpose. He's super clear on that purpose. And literally, Ron, you would love the first 15 days. All we did, we didn't change anything else. So don't, I don't care. Eat what you eat, do everything. All I want you to do is wake up. I want you to have 24 ounces of water with Himalayan sea salt and, and a half a squeeze of lemon. Can you do that? Oh yeah, that's too easy. Come on, give me more. Give me more. I'm a, I'm a doer, right? He is. He's a driver. He's. I mean, the guy's a hundred million dollar business, right? It's like I'm a driver. Like that's too. That's too easy, Jeremy. Give me some shit, right? <laughs> but that's all I want you to do, because prove to me that you can do that. And I'm going to give you the next step, right? But yeah. and now, like I said, I want people to understand that you and I are talking about, you know, a guy like you going from one thing to the CrossFit games, to being the champion of the CrossFit games, to now building this business and, and working with world-class actors and big, big movie budgets and all these kind of things. But ladies and gentlemen, it's, this is all at your fingertips. This is all within your grasp. That health factor is truly, again, make a decision and say, this is what I'm going to do, right? Something so simple, right? Excellence in anything increases your potential in everything. So, Ron, how, where can people find you? What can they, how, how to get in touch with you? If, if somebody wanted to, to learn more and, and get on this program, man. What, what, uh, so, what, just go to my website, it's ronmatthews.com, and you'll see about me. I have all my, you know, I sell online training and online programs. With COVID, I wasn't able to train people in person, and I kind of pivoted to more online. And it's really been a blessing in disguise because I can just have such a, bigger outreach. You know, I can train people all over the world instead of people who, have, who want to live 20 miles from me. So it, it's been fantastic. And I've been able to really increase the amount of people that I'm able to, to touch and to get to. And so, like I said, been a, been a blessing. Uh, my Instagram is my name, Ron Matthews, one T. Uh, I wanted to piggyback on what you just said. I just posted this like two days ago and it was a, it was a quote that I love. And it just said, uh, Results are not obtained by focusing on results. Results are obtained by focusing on the actions that bring about the results. Mm-hmm. So it's just couldn't be more clear as we're, we're, we're saying the exact same thing is, is that is stop worrying about where the end goal is. What's, what is, what are the steps? What is the action that you can do and do it? And those things are not time consuming and they're not hard. It's just the discipline of, of recognizing it and doing it. Beautiful. This is the last part of the show. I call it quick hitters. And I give the same two words to everybody that is gracious enough to join us. And so again, I'm, I'm super grateful, man. Like I missed you. Uh, you know, we were talking on the grid. We did a lot of stuff together. Yeah. On Facebook today. We had a match today, like five or six years ago. It was on my, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, you were, you guys were against the fire and we were against the, the brawlers yeah. was at, in uh, Long Beach at that arena. Uh-huh. Yeah. On the same day. So. Yeah. I, I tell people all the time when they ask me, because you know, grid, because when we came into it, they were, you know, I mean, it was the heyday of it. And, you know, we were getting 
mauled by CrossFit. CrossFit hated us. Glassman was pissed off. Castro was pissed off. Like, you know what I mean? They were like trying to not let us compete. If you remember some of the yes. had sponsors, hey, it was, it was a mess. But anyways, those of you guys that, that followed along, you'll, you'll know a little bit about that. But I tell people all the time, if grit was, I, I would do that over and over and over again. Like do those matches. And, and cause again, I love to compete, but I, I like, I enjoyed that more yeah. Than, than CrossFit for me. You know what I mean? Like, again, because, I mean, you could, it was more specialized, you know, for your, for what you do, but I like the team aspect, man. Like I come from baseball. So, you know, I love rooting for my teammates and, you know, got to run around with, with, you know, again, you guys had a, remember that first year you had Frazier and Muhammad and, and you know, it was fun, man. Those are good times. Good yeah, times. Was team. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Um, all right. So with these and quick hitters, West yeah, Kids, been in the Olympics like three times. Yeah, yes. Got to see him in the Olympics this year. That was so cool. That was watching so him cool. throw two eighty five over his head for reps in a jerk, like it was. Yeah, a tinker toy and a couple of paper clips. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man, that's different kind of strength, boy. Yeah, first, just man. Different. Is that, those are those moments in life when you think you got your shit together and you, and then that, a guy like that does something and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> it's funny when people say to me, they're like, man, you're so strong. And I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> like, like there's these guys out there that, oh, yeah, and girls for that matter, man. Like it's, it was fun. Good times. Good times yeah. for sure. So, so Ron with these quick hitters, the first word I'm going to give you is impact. And how does that hit you? And what is the impact you want to leave? Well, the impact, when I hear my first response to impact is how can I impact other people? Is Mm -hmm. that uh, what I want to do is in my life, in one of my goals is help people. I've made a ton of mistakes in my life. (laughs) The benefit of that is I've gained a lot of knowledge (laughs) and I can help you to not make the mistakes I did. <laughs> it's like, look, don't go down that path. I know looks great. You think it's going to be what it's going to turn out. Don't do it. <laughs> I tried. And so how, how can I impact people for the positive and how can I influence and impact them in a way that's going to help them make their life better? So that fuels what I do on a daily basis. Hmm. Yeah. Well said, well said. And the second word and final word is discipline. Where, where does that hit you? Discipline. So, I'm told that I'm a very disciplined person. I don't think that I am. Is that disciplined is a skill. It's something that you learn because you practice it. Discipline is not something that you're born with, that you say, you know, oh, I'm, just, I'm a disciplined person. I can do all these things. It's no, you practice doing them. And as you practice doing them, you get better at doing them. So like you had said, part of what the way you teach people is give you one thing. You're teaching them to be disciplined. It's okay. Now you get two things and and it isn't, I know you can do 10 things right now today, but you're not going to keep it up. You're going to do it for a week. And as soon as it gets hard and it gets frustrating, it's going to not be a window because you didn't learn the steps. So teach yourself to be a disciplined person because it's only going to benefit you. Like it it just, it, it makes your life be better. It's like my my mom said, it's like, this is going to help you in the long run of your life being good at this skill. So no, does that what people say? Ah, I can't wait to learn discipline today. Ooh, it's not exciting. No one has said that ever. <laughs> but everybody who has discipline reeks the benefits of it and recognizes the benefits in their life. It's like my life is better when I have discipline in it. So for therefore, it's a good thing. But you're gonna have some rough sec. You have some rough times learning it, and that's normal. Don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Just keep your nose to the grindstone. Boom, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. I hope you stuck around for that because here it is. Discipline is a skill. Woo! Man, I, that is going on. Yeah, that 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 is that is going on. I have all these little sticky notes around <laughs> that I can see. That's going on one of my sticky notes. Yo, yeah. discipline is a skill. And that's so true because you practice it, man. Ron, yeah. I mean, the impact you're leaving. Um I know everybody that's going to get a chance to hear this is, is better for it. And, uh, man, I, I can't thank you now, bro. I truly love you, man. And appreciate you so much. Thank you for joining thank us. You, thank you. Thank you so much. I've been dying to do this. I'm a big fan. I'm in the, I'm in the background listening to the podcast on my Spotify when I'm at the gym. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm 
<laughs> I can't wait for the next one, man. So anytime you got something coming up or a project coming up and we can and we can help you get it out there, you know then uh you got a place forever, man. I'm I'm forever grateful for you. So thanks again. Thank you, thank you. All right, the rest of you. Until next time, get your ass out there and be the best version of you. Subscribe to Optimal Self wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more information on how to be the best version of you, visit OptimalSelf.today and follow at OptimalSelf1 on Facebook, at Optimal underscore Self on Instagram, and subscribe to Optimal Self on YouTube. Thank you for listening.